now hold on a second here before before we start and keep this in um my Edgar Allan Bo- bust mm-hmm. you, you hurt so, my feelings a little bit so busty you, I show you mm-hmm. this beautiful bust and you go what does it up. do what does it do it doesn't do yeah, anything that's exactly, that's exactly like, what I, yeah, I, I got that's exactly I'm what I said. Un- not, does it do I'm anything unreasonably, else? <laughs> I'm unreasonably like uh-huh. offended. Hey, but I know, I know, I'm in the wrong here. I know I'm in the wrong. Well, is it is it not a piggy bank? No, see, it's not exactly. A I think Mickey okay. and I are in alignment here that you showed it like it was going to do something or have mm-hmm. some ability. I because generally it. speaking, it looks most beautiful. Things, it's a piece. It's a piece of art that you got at Michael's. So much pieces of art at Michael's. <laughs> but i mean look at the i'm gonna post an image on the on our instagram feed what an american i'm so proud, so proud of this thing yeah you bought, i'm so proud you of it and you're like what does it do for five bucks or ten bucks and generic store and somehow that defines who you are and you will defend mm-hmm. it to the death mm-hmm. yes <laughs> is this actually is this actually part of the podcast, or are we just fucking around? It could be. Say, it could be. This is the pre-intro. This is the pre-intro. This is the pre-intro to the intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome, listener, to the Rinslet of Sisters. Nice. <laughs> podcast recorded in the basement of our video store. After hours, when the doors are locked, the jack-o'-lanterns are lit in the Virgin is glowing pale blue on a brisk and breezy autumn night we like to hang out the basement crack open a drink and discuss our beloved genre or every episode we invite you to join us for a drink in the basement as we discuss a film selected from one of our painstakingly curated mm-hmm. assumptions of video store that's right listener for the un for, for the uninitiated or anyone unlucky enough to grow up without an independent video store Mick, can you explain what this is but also work yeah. in my name because Absolutely. I feel like I, I need to be honored in that way. Uh, yeah, in the open. for sure. I, I'll make yeah. sure. So for, for those listeners who aren't familiar, back in the day uh, before streaming and even really before Blockbuster, there were independent video stores. And to appease the appetites of movie nerds like myself, Michelangelo, Chris, Marika, um, they would fill their shelves with video nasties and like some, you know, offbeat, you know, B-movies that you probably wouldn't have seen outside of like a drive-in or something like that. But because of them, they took it to every small town in America like the one that I was raised. But what really made these stores special was that the people working in the store were curating personalized sections based on their interests and the interests of their patrons. Recommendations based on conversations, not algorithms. So here at the Return Slot of Horror, we keep that spirit alive and strong. We hope you enjoy perusing our sections and subsections and joining in our conversations. Tonight, we are joined by my possible best friend. He's on probation. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah. Because you didn't compliment his bust. Yeah, you are. Because <laughs> I didn't you compliment didn't your like bust. my egg around Bo- Pope bust enough. Enough. You know what's Enough. a sign of a good, healthy friendship? When it's means-tested over and over. Oh, and yeah, over. yeah. You have to. Constantly. I keep a journal of where you... It's like a, a chart. Like a, mm-hmm. it's an 80s films with a line. It goes up and it goes uh-huh. down. You're nice. down yeah. right now. Oh. No, I'm joking. Of course, I love you. I respect you. Yeah. I'm happy you're here tonight. 
Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, Dude, happy guys. Halloween. Happy it's Halloween. It's the Halloween season. It is. The season, season of the witch, you might say. Mm. Mm. Oh, Lord. Ooh. It's just the, someone called Donovan. Who? Donovan. Season of the witch. Is, is, song. Oh. Must uh, be the season of the witch. Good with music. Yeah. Vicky knows it. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like maybe the uh, character's name from Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. <laughs> <laughs> you would know that in and out better than I. Yeah. <laughs> How so, many times have you seen the Halloween 3, Season of the Witch? Oh, wow. Happy um, Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween. Silver Shamrock. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you. I think after you've seen a movie six times, you kind of like... Mm-hmm don't know how many you've seen uh wow. but i love it's it more um, but greater than six greater than six um does it okay because i feel like that's exactly an area that we're going to talk about to on the part of this does it mm-hmm. still hold up on repeat viewings and does the value still hold for you on repeat viewings we'll we'll get into that conversation no. later and like <laughs> it won't it won't i'm not ready to get into this now, <laughs> Oh, I have a whole thing of trying to tee it up. I have a whole plan for that. Damn it, Chris. <laughs> I really miss having a lady in the basement. Uh, it's too much, too much testosterone tonight with the boys. <laughs> yeah. The boys are out. Yeah. Speaking of testosterone, what are we drinking tonight to pair with our film before we get to the film? Uh, what are we having? Mickey. Mm. Mickey. Yeah, I'm, so that in, looks delicious. Yeah, in honor of, of Chris, I'm doing the... Uh, Hazy beer hug, because I feel like Chris would give a great hazy bear hug. I'd love a good hazy bear hug. Oh, yeah. Listener, if you could smell Chris right now, because Chris has this, like, actual smell to him that is, like, if you could bottle it, uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. He just It's just, like, a manly, comforting, musky, but, like, clean smell about you. You really, it really gets you going. It really gets you I going. Wanna, You're like, oh man, I oh could, man. I could, if I could sleep with him during the winters in the same bed, that would be great. I always try to get like, let's get kind of drunk and all sleep in bed. He's like, no, that's yeah. okay. <laughs> you can go home now, right? Yeah, you can go home now. You're fine. <laughs> Chris, get out of the basement while you can. Don't Everyone, drink another drink. Just get uh, out of here now. <laughs> I'm, I'm anticlimactic on the whole driving after a few drinks idea. It's like, no, nah, you had like six or eight. You're still good. You can drive. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs headlights? Keep going. Mickey, uh, it's uh, uh, not very Halloween-y. <laughs> no, it wasn't, but, but it was very uh, Chris. It was very Chris. I think that oh, uh, very Chris. I recommend it. Yeah. 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 Chris is overrated. <laughs> you know, IPA. <laughs> the highs and the lows that I get from you. I want to sleep with you. I hate you. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a well, myself. So, therefore, if I love you, I hate you. It's a very, <laughs> you know, that's fair. My, my yep. insur- I can't, I'm, I, my, I haven't seen my, uh, to piss in three months because my insurance changed and now I can't see him anymore. So I have to find somebody new. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is, this is, I'm sorry. I'm clicking my pen. He's bringing a lot of baggage down. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is the bag show. Uh, Chris, what are you having tonight? Did you bring a spooky cocktail? Oh, you know it. Uh, all right. So tis the season. 
I've got a little, little, little uh, dive into it with an apple cider and apple butter style old fashioned. We're going to take two and a half ounces of cider, a heaping tablespoon of apple butter, two ounces of a pecan whiskey. We're going to stir that thoroughly together and then pour it over ice, top it with a little soda water and garnish with a little orange peel and cherry. And then, Mm. or it's that time of the year. It's getting a little chilly out there, folks. If you want, you can just pour that mix into a little pan on the stove, warm it up for a little bit. You got yourself a, a warm, comforting hug of the season. That would be great while taking someone trick-or-treating in your little coffee mug. It's a little mm-hmm. cold outside. You know, the kids are running around. You're getting a little bit of buzz going. It's perfect. Yeah. Or you put it, like, I have a, a cauldron mug. Um, uh, put some dry, if you want to go cold, some dry ice in there. The, mm-hmm. oh, what's the name well, of the drink? Yeah. What's the name of this delicious Oh, keto, oh man. I don't know. How about, uh, how about, oh, let's call it the, uh, the Sanderson Sisters Soul Sucker. I like it. Ooh, Something like that. I, I really that. like that. And we're going to get more into why I like that name so much. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be one of those. Uh, be, this, is, this is uh, not for kids. This is an adult program. <laughs> yeah, when we I... talk Hocus Pocus, it's going to be the nastiest episode. Ooh. The Disney film Hocus Pocus. The horniest. When we, when we covered Wicker Man, they're fine. They can join in. We have an interesting conversation about religion. It's fine. But Hocus Pocus, That's a clean children cannot be present film. for this. Yep. Yes. That's a reasonable take. Um, yeah. Michelangelo, what are you drinking? What are you having? What are you putting in your mouth right now? What is that? Oh. What's wrong with you? <laughs> 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 no. it's, it's, an, it's a it's a sucker what you just said, what you just said is like how i expect everyone every day of my life to react to me like what's what are you doing what's what wrong you with doing? you why are you doing that shame. catholic shame in um, action uh i am having um uh a, a three different drinks night um two of them are from the woman-owned brewery in brooklyn called talea it's their my favorite oktoberfest beer um i although i don't think it's necessarily a uh can be it's it's oktoberfest inspired lovers with all it i don't know if it fits the criteria it's their festy it's absolutely delicious and i love the can it's very uh it looks like uh, yeah, nice. like a shirt you would want to wear or something mm-hmm. yeah fun um, and then i also i also have their pumpkin autumn ale which is kind of like not a straight up it's like a very drinkable pumpkin ale like remember the jacktober mickey the jacktobers oh yeah where, where it's like it's an Oktoberfest and a pumpkin ale oh, kind yeah. of like a hybrid and it was this is like the best of that. It's 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 okay. light, it's drinkable, it's delicious. Um, and then uh for dessert, also with you guys from Citizen's Cider, not sponsored by any of these people, by the way. We would um, love it love though. We're open to all sponsorships of any kind. This podcast has an open door policy sponsorship, right? It's there's some limitations. I mean <laughs> Citizen Citizen Cider for dessert. I'm gonna split this three way with you guys. Uh uh. This is a baker's dozen, a cider donut inspired cider. Baker's dozen, um, and uh, Citizen Cider baker's makes dozen. like absolutely delicious ciders. And this, like, they hit the nail on the head with like it tastes like a cider donut. And like, there are some breweries out there who like 
we're going to make a cider donut here. Mm-hmm. We're going to mm-hmm. do is we're going to throw a bunch of cider donuts into the 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 cauldron. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the what's the vat called. Cider the, do- cauldron is well, it's a Halloween episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. Are you, are you sure you know how cider's made? <laughs> I have I don't I don't know how anything is made really. Um uh, <laughs> Yep. Um um so anyways, it's delicious, it's wonderful. I love it. Now, before we get to the movie, we got our drinks. We're in the base. Store is closed. It's a beautiful autumn night. We got to play bing, bing, bing. the fortune game, the Halloween fortune game, the Bissell Halloween fortune game. Um if you're a constant listener, you know about this. I'm going to spin this wheel. You guys going to stop. And I will tell you your boy for- fortune, your girl fortune, or both. And the only reason why it's set up that way is because this is from 1929. And this is like a Midwestern... I mean, the company was in Pittsburgh, but it's armor-centric yeah. Rust Belt stuff. Blue-collar stuff. So, Rust Belt? You tell me when to stop. Blue collar Halloween decoration. Okay. Okay, my friend. Which fortune would you like first? Girl fortune first. Girl girl fortune. Okay. A pumpkin golden, a pumpkin round for you a sign of money found. Hell yeah. Ooh, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, man. You're going to find some money. Like that. Um, the fortune says you will live to see many children round your knee. That's more in line kind of like with the fortunes. It's like it's a lot of like you're going to be a good mm-hmm. farmer. You're going to find money. You're going to have kids. Uh, yeah. Well, no, yeah. they didn't say that. But I got to say, those are good no, no, They didn't say he was going to have kids. It says he's going to have a lot of children around his knee. Mm-hmm. That could be, it could be a mall Santa. Yeah. Oh, that's a good call. You yeah. could be a mall- new part time job in your. I uh... never. I mean, I'm a little mad that you would bring up uh, that uh, on a Halloween episode. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I, I love I was... your imagination. I'm, so- I'm your... sorry that I'm being censored. <laughs> Am I being censored? <laughs> I'm being. I being, I'm being very sensitive tonight. Um, do we need to do a calming circle around uh, you right now? I'm on. I'm on edge. No, I'll just drink more alcohol. and thing will be fine. Yeah, that um, calms the blue. <laughs> uh, Chris, my friend, tell me when to stop. All right. Okay. Here we go. Anytime now. Keep going. Okay. Keep spinning them pinkies. <laughs> keep keep, keep on. going. I stopped it. I stopped it. <laughs> boy or girl? Uh, boy. Uh, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Raising corn with much success, you'll find a farmer's mm. life the best. Mm. Yeah. And no, then, right. yeah. For your for your feminine side. Your life will be but one sweet dream if you marry a man who is tall and lean. Oh. So. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Michelangelo. You have That's to lean, of, but you're not tall. I'm not tall. I've got to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Got it. I have to do that. I'm gonna have to do that. Uh, Jude Law or the Ethan Hawke uh, uh, surgery from Gattaca. Gotta <laughs> 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 yeah, get those longs, uh, long legs going. <laughs> Uh, and then I'm just going to do real quick me, just the girl fortune, and stop. A trip is in store for you at an early date with some young man you will never hate. Oh. 
Well, that, that's pretty good. That sounds that. fun. That I think, sounds cute. I think that means guy trip. Yeah, we do a guy, guy trip. trip. So tonight <clears throat> on this beautiful optominal evening, we are talking about Kurt Vonnegut's 1990 novel, Hocus Pocus. Okay. Mm. All right, I'm ready. Let's uh-huh. do it. Yeah. Get into Very this. Yep. No right. Halloween in there at all at any point. <laughs> There's no Halloween in Hocus Pocus, the Vonnegut novel? Oh, that's because you didn't read uh, his sequel, no. Hocus Pocus 2, that he did. Oh! That's it. It, gets more, it gets more Halloween-y. The pocusing. <laughs> the pocusing. Yeah, the pocusing. <laughs> um, bubble, bubble, we're in trouble, because tonight we are talking about 1993's Hocus Pocus, which started out as a made-up-on-the-fly bedtime story, turned into a critically panned and financially meh, Halloween film that would go on to become a true cult classic, a major financial juggernaut, and a total Halloween classic. Available on VHS Disc in 1994, Halloween lovers would have to wait eight whole years before the witches finally upgrade to DVD. But of course, at the Disney Channel or ABC, you were almost guaranteed to catch it as they would air it multiple times during the spooky season, and it just grew in popularity every single year. Originally on... Um, uh, ABC's uh, 13 Nights of Halloween. That is now 31 Nights Halloween, I believe. Um, check out that lineup, by the way. Google, like Wikipedia, the lineup for the 13 Nights of Halloween and see what they played. Interesting stuff. I believe, I believe it's also Freeform now. Freeform, yes, sir. As ABC Family mm-hmm. back then yeah, or yeah. something like that. Chase Brandy times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, did they say, like, did they play anything like weird or was it just like a lot of kid stuff? Like made for TV, oh, okay. super low budget stuff, and then as as it was like as Halloween has increased in popularity and financial success for companies, they just double down on like upgrading, yep. like making better yep. specials, acquiring properties that would you know are popular, um, and like uh, to the point where they would just do like a mar- like yep. a twenty four hour marathon yeah. of Hocus Pocus. That makes sense. At one point, uh, and then I just want to source some material I used for research for this. Um, the book Hocus Pocus in Focus by you know, Wally. I'm going to mispronounce all these names. Um, the book Hocus Pocus in the all-new sequel by A.W. Uh, Janetha. And the post-mortem podcast uh, with Mick Garris. It would have been real funny if you're like, I'm not going to pronounce these names right. And it was like Bob Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Smith. <laughs> so... I just want to do a brief history of Hocus Pocus because the story behind it is actually uh, interesting. I don't know if you guys know anything about the, the like development of Hocus Pocus nope. and how it came to be. They're shaking their heads, but if you could see their face, they this already because nope. we actually recorded this episode Never. previously. Never heard of such so, a <laughs> And we lost it, and now we're recording uh, it again. Classic no. mistake in that Michelangelo. It's, it's, it's much like Hocus Pocus 2, guys. We're going to try to capture all the great, best things that we did in the first podcast and give it to you in this <laughs> oh, one. No. Oh, no. We hope it doesn't pale in comparison. No, no, no. no. I, I'll just say, yes, we lost the original episode. That was uh, a little bit of, well, not, it was, the onus is on me. But um, but we're here, and we're doing it again, and it's going to be lovely. And I oh, yeah. continue with your information. So... Hocus Pocus does not exist without producer and creator of Strawberry Shortcake, co-creator of Chucky, David Krishner, 
writer Mick Garris, production designer William Sandell, special effects makeup artist Tony Gard, composer John Debney, and of course, the special onset magic of Kenny Ortega, Peggy Holmes, Kathy Nemi, or Jessica Parker, and the divine Miss M herself, Bette Midler. Um, so, started out as a producer... Um, David Krishner, he made up a story based off of a uh, like outside cat that his little girls saw. And he created the story and then uh, went to Mick Garris. They were both working with Spielberg at the time uh, and was like, hey, let's write this movie. And they called it Halloween House, originally intended for more like a Geese-esque Halloween film uh, with a, a slightly younger cast. Um, more 12-year-old, less 16-year-old. Um, and then and nine years later and 11 writers later, finally, they give their pitch to Disney and to Amblin, Spielberg at Amblin. Uh, now, Spielberg was on board for this, but then found out that they had Disney already. And, when, and at the time, they were kind of at war, you know, a, a cold war for the family film market. So uh, Spielberg would, I feel like that was a war on one side. Huh? So I feel like that's a war on one side. You know what I mean? I don't think Disney really gave a shit. What do you mean? Them. What do you mean? Disney wasn't at war with Amblin. Amblin yeah, was like, at war with Disney. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Fair enough. Disney's, <laughs> they have the market share, but Amblin was badass. That, that said, makes E.T. and fucking crushes it. Man, Amblin's badass. I love, see, I was an Amblin kid. I, I consider some of my fondest memories of movie watching being of the Amblin family. Right, we're talking arachnophobia, we're talking ET, we're talking. I mean, like Goonies, hit after hit after hit. That was my style. Do you consider ET to be a Halloween movie? No, I don't. Okay. It's, what would you consider ET to um, be? Uh, <clears throat> I don't consider it either. I don't know, a family don't know. comedy drama uh, about aliens. I call it sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> I call it a motion picture. A motion picture. <laughs> so speaking of motion pictures, the kids are gonna love it. So uh uh you know uh Krishna uh and Chris decorate these offices like Halloween and they pitch the story and they buy it, they want it, but then they wait nine years and eleven writers later. Um uh, and I'm you know, I wonder what this movie would have been. With the Spielberg touch, I, you know, hey, yeah, well, mm. you know, I mean, I love it as it is, like, and we'll get we'll get more into like the film itself, obviously, but Spielberg, just from a production perspective, right? Like, he would be more actively involved than just being a well, producer. He was pretty, I mean, he's he, pretty he, heavily, he, yeah. Well, just yeah, when he produced something, he was heavily, heavily involved, involved in it, and it, you know, like, yeah. I mean, you know, you look at uh, uh, Toby Hooper's um, Poltergeist, Poltergeist, you you get like the influence there, even like I'm not a fan of the the Transformer films, but that first Transformer film has like a little bit of Steven Spielberg mm -hmm. magic dust on it, and it's yeah. watchable. I had a good time when I saw it originally, it was a great movie when it first came out. When I that first one, the first one, yeah, um. Anyways, so shot on location in Salem, Massachusetts during Halloween. It's very rare that we like a Halloween film shot 
during the week of Halloween yeah. in the setting that it's mm-hmm. actually set in. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the sound stages on the Warner Brothers lot. Um, originally, they had Cloris Leachman in mind to play Winter. Uh, uh, but you know, uh, once Bette Midler signed on to this thing, the ball got rolling, you know what I mean? Um, and dynamic of the three sister witches and their distinctive personalities, uh, like is what brings this whole thing together. Yeah. So what is your guys's personal history with Hocus Pocus? Uh, sure. So this again came out, what, 93, mm-hmm. 1993, right? 1993. Yeah. 1993. Uh, I would have been 10. Did you see it in the, the theater? No, that's actually the point I was going to make. So I was 10. Uh, I was at that point of life in which I was, I think, trying to not watch, you know, kid entertainment let's say i think that's partially due to a bit of like peer pressure uh i very distinctly had a moment uh actually i was thinking about this and i had a memory of like i remember uh, about similar time frame watching the first power rangers Mm. episode Mm. on like a fox kids and then like being on the bus and like someone else bringing it up and then like other kids being like that's little kid stuff why are you watching that and me be like yeah yeah, who would watch that? That's yeah, weird, me, you know, yeah. like that type of thing. Meanwhile, I was like, 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 oh, this is great. Let's walk, talk about this. Did you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite Power Ranger? Well, that's just it. I stopped watching it you after that. Like, it was like, it was like, distinctly was like, yeah, it's for little kids. I don't watch. You know what I mean? I know it's stupid. It's bad. It's terrible. You shouldn't feel that way at any age. You should enjoy mm-hmm. the entertainment that you enjoy. I, I, I also had a Power Rangers bus story. Um, can, can, mm. can I throw this in there? Were you on that bus? I was on the bus. <laughs> I was picking on this bald kid with a beard. I was picking on this kid. Wait, <laughs> 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 how did you know? Uh, I had alopecia, but only on the top of my head at a young age. <laughs> that is the kid. <laughs> the way you look now, just like that head, basically. Yeah, on a small like body. A beard, body. That was not it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um i uh uh my i was at like a sears or something and i bought a definitely not like legal like definitely like a black market uh sweatshirt that had wolverine (laughs) black market (laughs) sears maybe we we were there's no way it was like it was like not marvel i don't know who was selling it i don't know who owned the rights at that Sure, sure, yeah. sure. It's fine. Wolverine, Wolverine had two claws, not three. <laughs> oh yeah, um, he's he's wolf type man. No, I mean it was definitely Wolverine. Okay, hundred percent, bro. Okay, okay. Uh, and it was the Red Power Ranger, and they were both on the sweatshirt. And my, like when I saw it, I was like, "This is my two favorite things. I need it." And yeah. I guess this is one of the few times I actually got the thing mm-hmm. I wanted. Um, and uh, so I'm like, wearing it like you know, this is uh, you know. Uh, riding the bus was very scary to me, but I'm like proudly wearing this uh, mm-hmm. uh, shirt on the bus. And some, I'm like, like you, Chris, some kid like just rips into me, right? And then this other kid comes to my aid. He's like, dude, uh, the Wolverine's kicking the Power Ranger's ass. That's yeah. what's happening on the shirt. He likes yeah. Rangers. And I was like, yeah. That is what is happening on the shirt. <laughs> Wolverine's about to beat up a Power Ranger. <laughs> and then, like, as soon as I got off the bus, 
the shirt in my locker and like I just never wore it again. Very sad. But yeah, sad when you like Where something that and shirt go? you like feel embarrassed for liking it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you were saying it's very so, stupid. so you're going through but, this phase in your life. But yeah, so so this was a phase exactly. So a film like this comes out, you know, I had no interest in seeing it. And it wasn't until my probably mid early to mid twenties, I would say, that I saw it for the first time. Um, and then it became shortly after kind of a bit of a Halloween tradition of like, you know, to throw it on, to have it on the background when like carving pumpkins, doing stuff like that. I've seen it several times since then to a point that it kind of has probably run its course a bit with me from just so many viewings. Um, but I mean, it's a, it's a definitely a bit of like, I'll probably always see a little bit of it every season because it is so Halloween filled. Um, but that's kind of my history with it. How about you? Do you, when you watch it now, is it like a background to an activity? Yeah, I, you know, I tried to kind of watch it a little more zoned in for this. Yeah. And it was difficult. It was difficult oh, really? to pay attention okay. to it because of like so many viewings. So many. Yeah. No, because like my, I think I instantly like want to like go do something else because of the fact that it's now in this like zone of like, it's background music. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's passive. Yeah. Yeah. It can still be enjoyed in a way, but it's just different. You know, can't have that full attention on it really. How do you keep, this is a question we'll all dive into as we get into the history of this, but like, how do you keep, that's the thing, right? You have like some love and when it's like a seasonal thing, right? You want to enjoy that thing during that season, especially Halloween. So it's like, how do you deal with losing the juice? on something you know like is it that's a good question have you tried not watching it um i would say yes last year i don't remember having it on and if we did it was maybe one of those things that it was on like in the background while i was doing something much more focused in on so thus like it could have been anything you know what i mean um but yeah, no, I think there's, I think it's at that point now that I think it's probably best that I like leave it for Decade. five years or something <laughs> like that. And then suddenly I'll be like, oh my God, it was so great. I haven't seen this in so long, you know, and I make some, I don't know, nephew or child watch it. And then they're like, why are you doing this to me? Oh, I think a kid would absolutely adore see, it. Because your parents won't pay the ransom. You have to, you know, until the, they're willing to pay that ransom, you got to... <laughs> Sit duct tape to that chair and watch Hocus Pocus with me. Uh, 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 Clockwork Orange stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Mickey, what's your... What about you? Yeah, Mickey, what's your... With Hocus Pocus? I'm, I'm similar to Chris. I was at an age... You know, you're talking like 1993. I was... I mean, I had older brothers that, that honestly, I felt like would have kicked my ass had I gone and seen Hocus Pocus in the theater and then come back and talking about <laughs> yeah, how great it was. They've been like, what, you mean those three witch what, sisters? What did your brothers do to you? Well, what do you mean? What did they do? What did they not what do to me? What are some of the like terrible, scary, there's, there's a specific story. Chinese water torture, holding me down in the bathtub and letting it just drip on my head. Literally, yeah. Like, literally? Yeah. Uh, they used Jeez, to turn dude. off the lights and call like do blind boxing where they turn off all the lights and say, okay, we're just going to swing at each other <laughs> to see who gets hit. And of course, me being the baby, uh-huh. I was like getting thrown around the room. I woke up, not not woke up, I, I was awake the whole time, but I 
we turned on the lights at one point after doing blind boxing, and I was my leg was like halfway indented into a tin trash can and stuck. So when I tried to move, it was stuck to my leg. So when they pulled it off, it like oh, left a huge scar, just ripped off a huge chunk of my skin. And then when I then oh when I God, cried, damn, then when I cried and said, "I'm telling mom," he took a sock. This is my oldest brother. Took a sock, shoved it in my mouth, and said, "I said you're telling nobody nothing." You got me, and I was like, the "Okay." Fuck, and then when I would go to sleep, so then they make me watch. They make me watch scary movies, and then when I would go to bed, and I was scared, and I couldn't they go would to sleep. Tie you down to the chair, right? Well, they did tie me to a chair to watch scary movies. Yes, but then afterward, when I'd go lay down, whether it was when I was peeing or brushing my teeth or whatever, they would have hidden under my bed so that when I was laying down, they would start to make the bed go like, like and I was like, no. It started to levitate a little bit. I was like, no, because they're underneath it with their feet pushing it up and stuff. It was. Or the knees or hands were, but it was uh, they were they tormented me to no end, and I was I wasn't scared of them per se because you can't be scared of something you know it's coming you know it's like it's like you know what I mean it's like you can't like really just be because sitting in fear is the not knowing I knew I was getting beaten later that day it's so sad that's so sad you're basically yeah it's normal that I get beaten and um ridiculed yep. Yep. So I, yeah, I was not, I was not too keen on the Sanderson sisters because it was just going to bring some real, it was going to bring some heat later. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you wanted to be, but you wow. wanted to be, right? I, I so here's the thing. So I, as I've gotten older and, and and now I watch these things with my own children, it, obviously this movie was always in the peripheral of any Halloween as, as I was growing up. But now that I've seen it and we've watched it as families, it, it does grow on you. I have found uh, appreciation for it. And I've learned that it's okay to enjoy a movie with three strong, powerful women, uh, you know, leading the film. Wow. I don't know where to go from here. That was very, that was very. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I, I know. <laughs> no, what? What? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Holy shit. You unloaded, my friend. I've, I've not been able to talk to my therapist in a couple weeks either, I guess. <laughs> I give you a time for bringing baggage, but Better <laughs> I brought some baggage to this one. <laughs> oh, oh my oh, gosh. It's, and, you know, if you, Mickey, Mickey's adopted. That just like, makes the story all that more. But it's like. Like your blood siblings, it's like yeah. a little, like it's like it's a little more understanding. But when you're, yeah. a, that adds a yeah. whole, like, yeah. Oh man, you're like a hair, like a Harry Potter type character over yeah. here. Yeah, you, I, you know, I always thought like that's what I measured love by. How how tough am I going to get beaten? You know, the the harder the beaten, the more the love, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm sorry. Man. Oh, Mickey. <laughs> Mickey, I think I'm understanding my friendship with you on a whole <laughs> level, because like I, I like, I like, I also like. There's a lot of like, uh, I, I, it's different. My my uh, self hatred and shame issues, yeah. but like I see how like like our, our past <laughs> line up, and I also see why we get so like fucking like emotional about shit. <laughs> That we don't need to get about. <laughs> oh, therapy corner tonight with the Hocus Pocus episode. We're talking sex, uh-huh. we're talking uh, family trauma. We're talking um, 
all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Oh boy. So okay. So I, like, I like how so Chris is like, okay, see, I don't bring any baggage to any of these conversations. I'm somehow get lumped in. <laughs> <laughs> Just I'll uh, take in all of your trauma and I will do what I can. Well, there's something comforting about you, right? Chris. You just, you, you, I feel comfortable around you. Just to let it all out. Hey, Just to let it all out. out. <laughs> he smells great. You should guys, we should Lots all take hugs. a nap tonight in the basement. <laughs> when do you see this for the first time? What's your experience like? Um, and how is it, how, how does it evolve to become what, it, what is it for you now? And how does it, how does it get there? It's, it's a fun traditional film that, that I, that I, that I appreciate. I, I'm not precious about this film, to be honest. I mean, I, I like it, but yeah, it, it, I don't even know the first time I saw it because like I said, it feels like it's always been there in the periphery in some way. And I know I've watched it all the way through with my kids and I watched it all the way through for this podcast, but outside of those two viewings, it's just always kind of been a presence around Halloween that I got a little bit here, a little bit there. It's like all the beats I remember very fondly from whenever I rewatch it. But then I'm also like, I don't know that I've ever just, just sat down and gave this thing my full attention, like kind of like what Chris said. Is this something when you interested to uh, your sons that they were like, this is, oh man, this is, this is, this is going to become a tradition of mine. I, it's it's just a fun movie you throw on. It's 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 like a cozy little blanket. Do they like you know? it? Uh, I wouldn't. They don't love it. I mean, they'll tolerate okay. it for us. You know, it's it's tough. So I mean, I my boys are I would say pretty stereotypical boys. You know, they they really like Sarah Winifred or not Winifred. Um, Sarah Sanderson. You know. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Yeah, oh boy. Get who that. doesn't, oh Trent? God, oh I mean, boy. male, female, it doesn't matter. Oh, you can't avoid it. Um, yeah, so yeah. That that yeah, they don't they don't love it. <laughs> Michelangelo they don't love it. They don't love it. But they it's, yeah, it's something they watch. I don't know that it's gonna be a tradition they pass on. I don't know. I don't know both of your sons, uh, but I do know one of your sons, the youngest. Um, yep. uh, and he is not an ordinary kid. I mean that as a compliment. Okay. We, 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 we talked about <laughs> wow. this before. Wow. We, we recently did a work vacation. I got to spend time with your son. A, he looks way older than he is. So you constantly have to remind me that he is much <laughs> younger than he looks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And B, just like, he's just, it's, it's like, man, he's just, He's fucking cool. And he, uh, for me, like, you know, I have nine nieces and nephews, and like, he is nothing like them. He mm. is like, the way you guys have raised him is like in such a progressive, uh, amazing, like, he's seen so much stuff. You guys are in the arts, but you also work the military, and we got the video store, and it's just like, he's just, he's just one of those situations where he doesn't know how good he has it, but he's also not like a oil privileged brat he's just a great kid is my point he's a great kid and he's not he's not an ordinary kid well, in my I, book I, I i appreciate and and i didn't mean to say that he was stereotypical in any way other than i'm just saying it's like hocus pocus in in doing it for him you know <laughs> and we're i want to get into that um as i talk about my history as well <laughs> okay um um so i saw i was lucky enough i saw this at the movie theater and I was totally blown away. Bit of a rest development on me. Um, uh, How so? To give you an example, okay. I 
liked what I liked when I was a kid, and I liked it longer than I should have, according to um, like kids at school and my parents. Society. For, for, yeah, society. For as an example, I was in middle school. I don't know which year in middle school, but I was in middle school, and um, I was still playing with my action figures, and uh, I. Because I was developing, right? I was developing like more interesting and involved long storylines that would that would last months and months and months. Kind of like a like D and D game, but with my figure with my best friend. Um, so I had sure. seen Demolition Man at some point. Oh and yeah. I really liked that concept. Smile, yeah. you're on TV. Action figures. You on TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great. I love that line. <laughs> you on TV, and he hits him with the T. Hits yeah, it's West with the It's wonderful. Yeah, okay. it's great. Um, <laughs> the return slot of Action Boys uh, uh, will do it at some point. Um, oh, so I was freezing. I would take a Ziploc bag, fill it with water, and freeze action gears. Go down into the garage. We had these big. We had this like gigantic sure. freezer in the in the garage, right? Like these this old fashioned. Like, like, if you got locked in it, you would die freezer. Like, you put a dead body in your uh -huh. freezer. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad um, we didn't have that when I was a kid because I would be one of those stories. <laughs> you got locked in the fridge by because one of your, your fucking siblings would have murdered you. <laughs> Go tell mom. Go in the freezer. Anyway, so I'm in middle school. Now, you have to understand, my father is Sicilian from Sicily. And he's very, uh, he's a very good man. We have a very good relationship now but he's he grew up hard and fast um so i'm at an age where i'm still playing with action figures he was like smoking drinking trying to get aid uh stealing right. cars and mopeds in sicily like working a full-time job yeah so anyways uh it's late at night and i'm going down to check on one of my action figures to see if he's in because then he would defrost and the story would continue. Anyways, so <laughs> I'm going downstairs. My dad's like, what are you, what are you doing? And I was like, uh, nothing. A little bit of context. I have uh, three others in stir, and my brothers were fucking wild. So just, just keep that in mind with his reaction here. So I'm like, uh, nothing. And I, I'm just a guilty kind of kid. I, I feel like I'm always like, a, a guilty of something whether i am or i'm not anyways i'm sorry um i'm like nothing and he's like uh what are you doing and like you know escalates and i'm like i'm going to the garage he's like why are you going in the garage and i'm like because i froze my <laughs> i'm embarrassed yeah I like froze action figures and i want to go defrost them and yeah. he's like you're doing drugs <laughs> you're doing drugs you're getting you're getting tested <laughs> Oh man! You got drug tested? No, I didn't end oh. getting tested because uh, because you know he's got three jobs. He doesn't have time to drug test <laughs> he, me. Yeah, he's I think he probably I think probably to my mom. And my mom like understands me more, and she she's he just has a he has an imagination. He's, he's playing with action figures still. It's okay. So, anyways, I tell my friend at school in middle school this, and there was this girl uh -huh. who was a hard ass in my middle school. Once, like every week, she would pick a new person that she was gonna like fucking fight. Ooh. And for some reason, I was the Freud shit that she was gonna kick my ass. And I was terrified because I was like, 
I'm, I was not a big kid and I was like, I can't fight her because you can't yeah. girl, but I'm not big enough to hold her down. So I'm going to get my ass kicked by a girl and my life is going to be over. Cause that's what it was like in the early nineties. Um, and my friend told someone who told someone who told someone and it got around that like my parents having me sit for drugs because I was like smoking weed or something. You know how stories snowball. Sure. So she yeah. comes up to me in the in, in the cafeteria at lunch and she was like, you're getting drug tested. And I was like, uh, yeah. And she's like, you're a stoner, aren't you? She, look, she looks at me straight in the eyes. She's like, you're a stoner, aren't you? Saved your ass. And I was yeah. like, uh, uh, I was just, I remember being like afraid turned on. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I didn't, she was like, you're cool. She was like, I was cool then. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You could have gotten to second yeah, base, bro. You blew afraid. it. <laughs> you were in. You blew I, it. Not, I couldn't handle first. I couldn't handle the ballpark with this girl. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like she was, man, she was another, another, another level. Um, so anyways, as, as, I, as we go on, this will this will come up again. But I feel like in your life, there is a theme of like being afraid and turned on, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You like horror films. Yeah. Um, I see the movie in the theater. I love it. And then, of course, there's the excitement of catching it on TV. And like as a kid, I couldn't figure out I could figure out the TV guide. Um, So. It was like rolling the dice unless my mom knew about it. Yeah. And you're too high. You couldn't yeah, read the stoner. TV. Guys. I was too high. I couldn't read the TV. You're you're mm-hmm. like the you're like the grandpa in Lost Boys. Don't yeah. eat the TV guys. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Don't eat my Oreos. Ash my double stuff in my root beer. Ash Marilla. Um so my mom would use this movie and legend, which we've also done a review mm-hmm. as, as a tool to get come inside because when the sun was up, we had to be outside. And when the sun came down, we had to come inside, but it was hard to get us back inside. So unless mm-hmm. she made pizza or something was awesome that was on TV, she would have to, it was a struggle to get her to come in, to get us to come inside. So if she said, Hocus Pocus is on me, I came a running. I'm imagining that that didn't work for your brothers. Did she have to like personalize it? Yeah, Hocus Pocus wasn't getting your I brothers mean, in. Pizza, pizza and pasta across the board worked. Uh, and yeah, then well, that's fair. Certain movies, I, I feel like Hocus Pocus probably pulled in a few of us. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like I feel like it was pretty popular. Pretty popular at your house. Yeah. Um, I eventually copy on DVD. I actually own three versions of this film. Um, uh, personally, and it's just Wait, which three? Which three versions? Just di- different releases on DVD. Is yeah. there a difference? No, no, no. There's no. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just the release. It's the, Is one of them called Hocus Poke Us? There are porn parodies, and we'll, yeah. we'll get we'll probably we're gonna touch base with that. It definitely. Oh, I know. This I is, know that you would know that there are. Yes. This is the uh-huh. genesis of some things for me. My are you talking about the uh, 1989 release or the 2002. <laughs> uh, just Parker struck the broom while she's singing the song to uh, get the children to come. Uh, slightly more in the uh, 1998 DVD release. Uh, my partner Allie 
looks remarkably like Sarah Jessica Parker to the point where when uh, she was acting, she was a stand-in for Sarah Jessica Parker at one point. Uh, and uh, for those of you who don't know, Mickey, can you explain what a stand-in is? I'm sure most sure, people know sure. what this well, is. Um, but... Everyone knows what a stand-in is, Yeah, a stand-in. Right? It, it's pretty self-explanatory. Like, you don't want to have actors out there for setting the lights, setting the you know shot, getting the framing. You, know, you want to bring them in for their performance. So you usually have somebody standing in for them for a lot of that stuff. And you want to get somebody at the same height, same look, same build. Yeah. So um, she looks strikingly like her, I think. Um, and uh, like, I, I love boots. I love Zippo lighters. I'm in, I was with Halloween. I love black cats. So I think this movie just had like, like, a, like a big impression, left a big impression on me. And then it's just something I also watch like just about every year. But like Sleepy Hollow, which we talked about before, a different type of film for me. The Hocus Pocus, I, I would not argue that it's a great film, but I love it. With Sleepy Hollow, for example, or another film that I really love, I'll not watch it for years because I'm afraid of leaning that use, right? Yet I watch this every year, and like I agree with you. It, it, it's like... It was a little daunting to have to sit down and like really focus on this because normally at this point it's what I have on when we, we when we carve pumpkins or we're in something, you know. It's a it's, it's a great background movie. So I mean, it was fun to really have to focus and watch it. Like, how do you guys? Oh, did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it thoroughly. I mean, I think everything those three were doing is just hilarious and priceless mm-hmm. I, I like i still laugh extremely hard at all the things that they're doing uh it's hammy and it's fun um like this isn't a great film there's a lot of problems with it but it's so halloweeny like it's a perfect thing to have on hubie hubie halloween yeah. it's 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 I, I get great joy from that film mm-hmm. and it's not a good film I get great joy from Hocus Pocus, and it's not a great film, but it puts you in the the spirit. So it's really fun in that respect, right? It's like it's like there are Christmas movies that are arguably not that great that I still love because it's part of the season. It's part of the whole thing, right? It's like it, it, it you know, it doesn't have to be great, but to show the love that it does for this season and for the fun that it is, it's like it's not supposed to be like oscar worthy it's not supposed to be something that is like Mm -hmm. on my top 10 of all time because it's that great no it's i think it knows it's i think it knows what it is and it and it lands what it's trying to do which is like have a good fun halloweeny movie about three sisters i don't know it's it's like a kid's story when you go to bed your parents aren't trying to tell the greatest story of all time they're just trying to get you to go to bed by telling you a fun and interesting story right I think that's the, the the crux of the question, right? You say great. Well, what do you mean by great? You know what I mean? Like they clearly don't care about writing some sort of flawless plot or some sort of, you know, like yeah, yeah, exactly. And well, but then even beyond that too, it's like the 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 focus of the creation is not to be an award-winning film it's not to premiere at cans i mean you look at like indiana jones that's a fucking great entertaining movie you know and 
they made that to be an entertaining movie and this was made to be an entertaining movie it was made to make money it was you know this is a hollywood movie to money and be entertaining um yes but yes but you're, you're comparing something that's like apples and oranges not apples to apples like i mean indiana jones oh yeah also i'm not yeah i'll bring on a totally different I'm level the, yeah i'm sort of speaking to what chris was talking about not necessarily comparing Indiana Jones and Hocus Pocus, but like what to what the, the, the he was talking about of like why why the impetus behind this being made and then like you know I mean the 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 craftsmanship that goes into this film is phenomenal, right? I mean the sets are amazing. Every every shot is beautiful, without a doubt. Right, so I guess that, again, goes back to what I was asking, like, what do you mean by great? Like, he, he shows this to his son. It doesn't, doesn't interest him. You know what I mean? Like, sure. are we just connected to it because we we saw it at a certain time in our lives, a certain time period? You know what I mean? I mean, it's definitely connected with different generations of people, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, uh, if I was to make a hundredth of all time, I wouldn't put this on it. But if I was to make my hundred favorite movies of all time, this would be on that list. Mm. You know what I mean? Wow. Difference between what you what you like, what you love, and what you consider to be good. The problem though still persists about what is the qualifications that sit out that quantify great. And I don't want to don't feel like we need to like continue to beat that drum or anything. I guess though that I'm just saying that, you know. It is something that clearly lives on. It's incredibly successful, hence the money run of Hocus Pocus 2, hence the fact that it's, you know, on, especially this yep. time of the year, every other night on one of the cable mm-hmm. platforms. I'm sure its streaming numbers are fantastic. It serves as a bit of a, I think, a retro, you know, people our age still rewatch it. I think it also serves as, you know, kind of, as Mickey mentioned, Hubie Halloween. You know what I mean? Like, is it some sort of a fantastic crafted film that speaks to all, you know, people of all ages and people of all demographics? Not necessarily, but if you're into the mm-hmm. spirit of the feeling of Halloween, you're going to dive into it and you're probably going to like it. I it's also that's... really safe. Yeah, it's a really very, safe very, movie. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, what is it, Thackeray? Thackeray Sorry, Binks. what? Oh, Thackeray. Thackeray Pinks. His sister, Emily, is getting kidnapped. Do you guys like Thackeray? Or do you, do you have you a go, kidnapping story? Do you, go, <laughs> do you have a kidnap story? I've been featured in several uh, Central American social media. No, but like, about. like you see your, you see, you see that happening, and do you go? You know, that's a <clears> loss. <throat> we'll just take that loss. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that one go. Like as a kid or as an adult? <laughs> is it a different answer? I don't know. And who is, <laughs> is it? it my is sister? it my sister? Or is it a sibling? I'm running in. No, sure. It's my sister. It's so, or, whatever sibling, you, whatever yeah. sibling you have, it fits into that category. Yes, I'm running in. I'm 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 taking after. I'm going after Emily. I mean, I guess so. I don't know. I think you let your brother go. <laughs> I think you're just like, huh. I guess Good he's going fucking luck, loser! <laughs> <laughs> you don't stand a chance. <clears throat> no, I don't know. 
side note, I love uh, I love, you know, just the sign of the times of being a film from 1993. The fact that it's like this little girl just dead in the yeah. corner of like three like, shots. Yeah, it's so sucked and dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that just, yeah. <laughs> she does not. She doesn't put up a fight. She's just sitting there. I, and she under spell. I assume spell, she's supposed maybe. to be under spell, right? I guess so. Yeah, I don't think that the uh, the implication is that she's so weak that she wouldn't fight back yeah. at all over dying. She got that Binks blood. That's that fighting blood, man. Binks blood. That Binks Ooh, blood, yeah. yo. So wait, are we really just now getting into like we're, we're just now past the first fifteen minutes of the film? <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Wow. Do you guys know about uh, Charles Rocket, the actor who plays uh, Max's dad? Yeah, I, I know of him, but I don't know any like details on his life or anything. I know he's a great foil in he's great Dumb, and Dumb, Dumb and Dumber. Yes, absolutely. He um he famously got fired from SNL during mm. a changeover year, and yeah, he cursed on the air. Said That'll the get F you. word. Jenny Slate. That'll get you. Mm. Um, can't say fuck on the SNL. You can on our uh, podcast. But, uh, so this fucking guy. <laughs> um, great career. Uh, great as the father in mm-hmm. this. Um, mm-hmm. Has a very sad ending to his story. He is passed. Okay. He committed suicide is, is what they believe happened. Mm. It, his own throat. Oh, God. That's how you do it. God, that's an awful way to go. Very classy, Chris. Very classy. Hey, I am a full proponent for creative ways of ending your life. That that makes the list. That's intense. That's pretty I mean, good. That is so intense. Him, 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 and, uh, him and Elliot, is it Elliot Smith? Did he uh, stab himself Elliot in Smith the heart? stabbed himself in the heart twice. Supposedly, his girlfriend killed him. Hey, he twice? He himself exactly. twice he in the heart. That's not, that is not suicide, he guys. twice. Listen, if please, Michelangelo, if I ever die from stabbing myself in the heart two or three times, will you please at least question Molly a little bit? He'll <laughs> <laughs> lead the inquiry. No, no, on no. The well, uh, Molly and I will be taking off on our vacation at that point. So um, that's uh, what your fortune says. Very sad that you had committed suicide. You slit your throat. You stabbed yourself in the heart six times. You cut off some fingers. And somehow you got a vial of my pee and you poured it on yourself. I don't know how that happened, but Molly and I will, will cry on the cruise we take um, to celebrate your life. Yeah. 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 (laughs) What a horrible way to go. I'll just put that in there. What a horrible way to go. Fucking terrible. An RIP man. Charles Rock is awesome. I did not know that he was gone. He was. He's fantastic in everything he's ever in. Just pulled up his IMDb. His photo looks hilarious. <laughs> he looks like someone that would kill himself by slitting his own throat. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God. I mean, this is not. Oh, I Mickey, don't know. This, get this, this episode will not be listened to. I think we're just talking at this point. <laughs> what do you got? What do you got? What's in those notes? So can we can we just can we touch on the fact that this movie is probably your sexual awakening, even though you don't realize it? Mm, I, it oh, I realize be. it. Okay, you do realize it is. Okay. Fully realized. Allie was out of town uh, uh, like for four or five days, and like I was in Hocus and I was just like lonely and horny. And 
<laughs> just like she i mean like she she has that scene where she's on that broom and her cleavage is spilling forward and suggestively sl- uh, stroking she's singing to children though some of them are teens i never saw this sexual image did you she is able to call in all the children with her voice in that moment and it is a kind of seductive yeah. this brings up something i want to talk about yeah all right does Max lose his virginity in this film? I'm I am a staunch no, no on this. Um, but Make go the ahead, case. please, for the listener, listen to this theory. So, in um, Hocus Pocus and Focus, uh, the writer talks <laughs> of this. You can't. That's too much Hocus of a jokey title. <laughs> Yeah, Focus, right. Focus, the Focus. thinking fan guide to a Disney <laughs> class of like that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, wow. <laughs> if you if you're a fan of Hocus Pocus, I think you should read this. It's interesting. Um, uh, but you know, there are some interesting things that happen in the film that support this argument that per- perhaps Max does lose his virginity. After they believe they've burned the Sanderson sisters and mm-hmm. the um mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. what do you call it a, a clint uh, yeah the thing in the school kiln. the kiln the kiln kiln, kiln. is it a yeah. kiln yeah you know where where you set your pottery yeah 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 I just couldn't remember if it was a kiln now or if it was I've already forgotten go ahead doesn't matter yeah PC uh, you got to call it something else now. <laughs> Oh, you're gonna hit they that hard it, game. Yeah. I call it. Uh... <laughs> kill. Okay. They kill. They win, yes. right? They, they kill murder. The sisters. They mur- they murder, murder these three women. very nice ladies. Very nice ladies. Yeah. Who I don't see very there's any physically yeah. inclined. Voyaging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, they take nap together uh-huh. now they're napping in a, a spooning position yeah and it's very reminiscent of the uh sort of 40s 50s and 60s like uh double indemnity and north by northwest they use cutaways and suggestive uh imagery mm-hmm. to su- mm-hmm. to suggest to suggest the bone zone so, the bone zone cutaway the bone zone i believe that's the term so filmmakers use they're they're spooning together and then cut to a very phallic object chimney of the kelm uh-huh. and like the green smoke coming in and a woman screaming and mm-hmm. then the birth the rebirth of the sander sisters coming out of the kelm um uh and then it cuts back to them and there's like a known little satisfied wink they both have they're on both each other's face cigarette. they're both smoking a <laughs> cigarette um, uh, and what's then her when, name? when when Sarah Sanderson, uh, hold on, when, uh-huh. when when Sarah Sanderson is is flying over the town and she uh, uh-huh. does the spell, her spell, it attracts sure. not just little children, but teenagers virgins. as well. Virgins. So it's like is is she is she attracting just virgins? So if she attracts virgins why doesn't max and Allie also fall under that spell why why aren't they lumped in with everyone who's being followed in you know 
So I would say one, and you and I disagree on this, but I think all the kids that they show no, you're wrong. And spell you're absolutely wrong. Uh, hold on, I, I I took some photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took some photos. Yeah, let's see the photos. Oh my yeah, god! Please. Come on, like... Let's see your evidence, man. And then, well, let's get let's get let's get this to another thing too, right? You can't Look make the this. argument that this is a flawed film. It's not great. But then you make an eloquent, like, try to claim that the filmmaker then suddenly has taken on a high-level Hitchcockian filmmaking style to present something. Like, those two things do not stand in uh, uh, opposition. I think the main in problem... This picture, this... In this picture, one of these guys is, like, 25 years old. <laughs> what is this? Right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he's got, <laughs> his, like, robe is open. True. He's in boxers. He's got a very masculine build. There's also there's also other photos of like more adult looking and you that know funny, actually, that could yeah. be that could be crapped up to like this is this guy's view this is someone's Just, son they're filling in you know there are little kids and there are people who who, who could be late teenagers this guy is this guy's got like a six pack and like huge pecs this, yeah. guy, this guy was like came up yeah. with WWE okay, all right sorry your claim your claim is held up in that regard but go on. And again, this is not my claim. This is the of the book's claim that I no, thought was no, that I thought was very interesting. But the deep bones yes. the <laughs> so again, this is the, my my issue with the film is isn't to do with like the um, uh, technical aspects of the filmmaking, the performance. It it comes down to for me what prevents this from becoming something that I would consider to be a good, like a really good film or a great film is that its story is very uh, disjointed and weak. And I think that's because 11 writers wrote it, not like one, two people. Um, so, but this, they were able to work it Hitchcockian master of suspense. It's pretty you basic. Know. Like if you, if you're working in, if you're, if you're, these are not um, uh, amateurs working in these things. So it's just, a mixture of ideas happening and things get muddled, but it's, 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 they, they make some, they make some good points or it's like, why, why aren't they falling under the spell? Right. I still stand by though, that the intention of that is that it's children. It's not pubescent teenagers. And I think that the, the biggest hole there in all of it is just that as is true for so many elements of the film, it's just lazy filmmaking. There's holes in it. Why does Winifred turn into a cemetery? There's sense. I'll also say, if they were trying to code in that they had had sex, okay, and I'm just putting this out there, then I think they would have been. It just doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense for that. To, Max was not acting like a guy who had lost oh. his virginity that night to to her. It, it just was not. It just doesn't play anywhere else. Doesn't if hold I up. I murder someone. I'm having sex. That's that's for sure. And there's going to be salt. So established that you're yeah. really into scary things turning you on. So killing some women and having <laughs> sex to make so it tracks with you doesn't track with Max. Um, let me okay. I mean, Max so, is the type uh, of kid. He in, doesn't even. In, he, in, maybe they dry humped. Maybe they humped dry. That's as far <laughs> as that went though. So <laughs> dry. But it was really dry. Come How on. dry? <laughs> I mean, so, dry. God, so dry. So dry. You see, scabs, the, he, scabs was, were he was wearing denim. We've established how hard <laughs> denim is on dry hump. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and this is 1990s denim, not at least yeah, like, not like stretchy. Just stretch stuff that you got nowadays. Denim. No, no, no. 
Yeah, totally. Five yeah. one mm-hmm. Levi's. This wasn't one person in denim. They were both wearing mm-hmm. denim. So it's like twice the denim. True. Button, button fly. Denim. Um, and in the sort of last thing I'll say in in support of like Max losing his virginity is when he sacrifices himself and takes the potion. Save yeah. his sister, Danny. Um, he went if grabbed him. Mm-hmm. She sucks him good. Yeah. And ah. she becomes she becomes no younger, no more vibrant. It has no effect on her whatsoever. So is it possible that because Max loses his virginity, that the potion doesn't really work the way it's supposed to? And that's one of the reasons why I d- no, I don't nothing think she, happens to him. No, I took it as like she didn't she didn't finish him off. So she didn't get the... I mean, she sucks. Didn't she, have... she sucks. Uh, 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 Winnie? Emily. Winnie's... Uh, oh. Emily. Emily. Emily she's, right? like, that's pretty quick. Granted, it's three of them. But, but after they completely yeah. suck her off, right? It's full like suck. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a full suck off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I liked oh, this, it a lot. This episode's off the rails, man. Oh my god! What are you talking about? It's perfectly on the rails. Have you ever listened to this podcast? You're the one asking us if Max went to the bone zone. And I'm telling yeah, you, I think it's, I think quick. it's, I think it's a solid, I think it's a solid theory. But <laughs> real quick, go ahead. I love the fact that this theorem comes from uh, Hocus Pocus and Focus, the Thinking Man study of Thinking Fan. Thinking fans. Thinking fans. thinking fans. Yeah, real thinking yeah, fans. Thinking fans. Hey, I don't think you should. Hey, oh. don't don't insult this book. The person I think a very I uh, awesome book. book. Granted, granted. I see your sign copy. It's your Edgar Allan Poe bust. It's bullshit. This, this started wrong, Chris, because you because you did not like his bust enough. <laughs> you you, you didn't like his bust, and now you're saying people weren't fucked off when they were. <laughs> I agree. I agree. They didn't finish it. You have to finish it off or else it doesn't work. It's like, you know, it's like that's the only way she's getting younger. It's like you have to complete the cycle. She didn't complete it. Is that what you tell your wife? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, get off your moral high horse, you weirdo. And look at this guy. He's like, oh, my gosh. I can't believe we're doing You set this up. You set this up. And now it's like we're taking our swings, buddy, through the pitch. (laughs) So Doug Jones. Yeah. Wonderful. Doug Jones. Most of us, if you grew up in the 90s, where are you seeing Doug Jones pop? Anyone know? Hellboy. No, that's 2000s. Doug Jones. Um... Um, shape of water. Oh, yeah. Most people's yeah. okay. Um, I just say, I just say the thing, and we'll get to. Um, Americans knew him as Mac Tonight, the fictional character used by yes. McDonald's during the during the marketing campaign to get adults to eat at McDonald's. Um, now what's interesting about this is that the special effects makeup artist designer, um. Tony Gardner saw these commercials and was like, whoever that guy is that's performing in that costume has to be the coolest guy ever because that is a nightmare. And all I've heard is good things about this person. So he 
went to the makeup artist that designed Magnite and was like, do you have the cast of this actor? Took the cast of Doug Jones and made Billy off of that cast. So then did had to hire Doug Jones. Yeah. Now, mind you, he did not know Doug Jones. He right. just had a feeling that this was a great guy. And I you know, he's right. Got the got that snowball rolling on like Doug Jones is like Billy the Butcher mm-hmm. he's great. is why do you think he's called the Butcher? You know why. He's been butchering them sisters. Yeah, he's, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, he's been butchering them uh, ladies. He's been slaying. <laughs> if we don't consider Hoku's uh, uh, canonical, um, uh, you know, because they they sort of like shed light on that in Hocus Pocus too. We'll we'll talk the uh, Hocus Pocus too uh, in Real this. Quick. Um, uh, uh, but uh, I, 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 I feel like is there a world out there that that whole story is like made up after the fact that like he was really hoping that Mac tonight was a real person and he found out later that it was a man in a costume <laughs> wait a second you're saying you're saying that makeup that so cool. he, was, he, <laughs> he didn't want Doug Jones he wanted Mac, Mac tonight and he's like yeah we'll settle with Doug Jones wanted Mac tonight. I guess if it's a guy in a costume we'll hire him Doug Jones, like ageless, ageless. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. His, his his talk about a he's looked for like 30, 40 years, and works constantly. Speaking of ageless, Allie, uh, mm-hmm. Vanessa Shaw, she was sixteen, um, hired at the last minute, mm-hmm. and I think they got really lucky with Vanessa Shaw. She just brings she naturally. Bring, to me, she does not look 16. No. For, to, me, to me, like throughout her entire film career, for like 30, 40 years, she looks like she's like 30 something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and she does bring like a very like strong female character, like feminist thing to this part. Of course, Thora Birch. Thora Birch, incredible. She's incredible in this incredible in everything but yes she's really good in this really shows her acting chops carries the film in many but ways chris, i chris say made a face. chris you made a face what is the face what's the face his face was like he's he's loving on thor birch as well okay no she's great i don't think like like by poe bust you don't appreciate they're a they're a actually birch i really enough, like you know birch. Well, her name's Thora Birch, first off. It's not Thora. Thora. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed her performance. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's what you were saying. No, yes. she's a great, I mean, she's great in this. I mean, obviously, you know, kid actors can be kind of, um, I don't know, one in a dozen. I feel like, like yeah. it's really, hit or miss. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. She's doing yeah. Um, a high level of work in it, obviously, and then just got better with age. Doing a lot of good stuff. Yeah. How about that? Uh, the who who played the cat? Well, who? What do we know about this? That cat was really good too. So, Zachary Binks, Zachary, played by. So he's voiced by a different actor than plays him. So Jason Marsden is the voice of Zachary Binks. He also voices Thackeray when he's human form as well. He got dubbed. Uh, Sean Murray mm-hmm. plays the the yeah. boy version of yeah. Thackeray Binks, and then. The cat itself was uh, 
you know, you can't, it's not like a dog, right? Right. And cats, they're possible to train. Um, so eight cats played Binks. Wow. Just um, real Milo noted situation. Dimpy, Felix, Matt, Cat, Clyde, Killer, Rio, Tomcat, and Frady Cat. Plus six animatronic cats. Yeah. All go, and, and a little CGI, or early CGI here. They manipulate the face a little bit when mm-hmm, he's talking. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you. Do a good job. It, mm-hmm. It's do a really good job love i would love to have like a like a immortal cat that can yeah. talk to you like well, black i mean we, we've said this a thousand times on this podcast but this is another argument for why you you use practical effects and then you use digital effects to help the practical effects you don't you don't rely on just yeah. the digital and this is a good example of it because this still Enhanced. holds up it still holds up right it's like i can watch Hocus Pocus 1, and I think the special effects look better than Hocus Pocus 2. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. Well, who, what has better flying? Hocus Pocus, Warlock, or Matrix? Okay, well, Hocus Pocus has better wire work and flying by far. It's up there with Lost Boys. Hi, praise. <laughs> that wasn't part of the question. <laughs> What's your? It's up there with Lost Boys. It, it's good wire work. Good top, wire work. Uh, top one hundred wire work coming soon. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a extremely whole painful. Extremely painful wire work for Bette Midler, but just Cooker rocked it. Oh, loved being loved up there it. to the point where she would she would be up there when they would like set up different shots, and she like, ended up reading an entire script for another project she was uh, either going to be working on or considering. Uh, she just hanging. That's insane. And usually it's like, so, sometimes it's better. I was shooting something where I had to be in a pool and um, getting in and out of the pool and like warming up. And then like the pool was really cold. Like in the pool. I was just like, I'm swimming all day in the pool. And like the other guy I was doing the scene with was like, like looked like he was, if you watched the, the episode of the thing I was doing, you see him go from like looking normal to like dark circles under his eyes and like suffering from borderline hypothermia. Cause he would like between takes and you know, this is like a 12 hour day for like 30 seconds. He would to the steam room to warm up. And it's like, I did that once. And I was like, this is a terrible idea. Cause you get back in the pool and you're like frozen. I'm just going to fall dead in the pool, you know? Get fucking mm-hmm. jacked. And what what was the what, what was the circumstance of this of the scene? What was the circumstance of the scene? I was sucking this yep. guy's dick yep. and then I got shot. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes together, listener. It all comes your life is a, your life is just circular. I was a flat circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Thank you for that setup. That was that was that was that was wonderful. Um, what do you think? Winred thinks the bus driver is calling her when he says you're a party pooper. Like, what does she? Was that? Do you think that was like a term that was used? Well, then? but you could make that quibble in the fact that they don't speak ye, ye old English like it was spoken in Elam in the sixteen seventeen hundreds either. So, 
point's kind of moot. <laughs> I'm looking for more of like an entertaining answer, Chris, not a fucking dead end answer. Oh wow. Your shit's been dry. <laughs> no, I th- I think she I think I think it's I think it's very literal. She thinks that he thinks that she's like someone who poops Pooping on parties. parties. Like that's her job in life. I get paid to poop at people's parties. People just sit there and watch me poop, which I'm telling you, hey, back in the Victorian time or back whenever the not Victorian, but back during <laughs> sorry. <laughs> colonial colonial times <laughs> fucking colonial? colonial times victoria too but, victoria too but you don't have any kind of like distractions like we have now you don't have podcast technology i mean watching someone poop at a party might be a thing court jesters were actually just shitters in public <laughs> yeah just pooping in a party hey i got a great trick guys watch this you just Right at a party. People are like, ah, that's good. That's good entertainment. That's good entertainment. Works that every a, time. That is a Kilgore, Texas answer right it there. Works, hey, guys. Works every time. For my <laughs> next trick, I had corn this morning. I mean, to, to be fair, when I met Mickey, uh, I would light my son for constantly. It's true. It was a party trick. You were, you know, you weren't a party pooper, but you're a party farter. Uh, I didn't do it at parties. So I did it like in between classes. Man, every time hanging out with you was a party. Oh, yeah, uh, dude, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Speaking of um, parties, speaking of parties, did you guys think? Maybe I should hold it. I'm not gonna hold. It. I'm just gonna say, it. did you guys think the parents when they're put under that spell at the party? Do you think speaking of bone zoning, do you think they all broke out into like a giant orgy? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That uh, that party had orgy vibes for sure. I did too. I felt like the spell was like we're gonna get all of them dancing together, and then it just like like that's the movie I wanted to see because then it devolved into like Caligula. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. You know? And I'm the pervert. I'm the pervert. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, these are guy. adults, people of consenting age, playing uh, yeah. themselves in an adult manner. It's fine. Yeah, it's they're all they're at a Halloween costume party. You know, you know, Max's mom is down to DTF. You know what I mean? He was dressed up. I mean, she, you don't dress like yeah, Madonna and not expect yeah. a DTF. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Based on how when the parents left, I was like, they weren't just dancing for that, you know, four or five, no, eight hey. hours. No, there's, yeah, that's something they're never going to talk about. I literally about. never thought that. You said it. I didn't, I, you know. <laughs> really? But that's cool. I, I like that he's like uh, a Dacula, but like. Yeah. He's like in, in PJs. Yeah. I don't know if that's in reference of something specific or something they came up with originally. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I love that. I would love to go to a party like that where yeah. everyone's dressed up like uh, a Hollywood production yeah. <laughs> designed the whole thing and yeah. like cost everybody. That'd be great. That whoever the mummy is, I'm jealous of yeah. at the party. When that's, that Sarah's like kissing for a second and then Winnie's like, hey, Sarah, you know, Sarah got that whole thing kind of started too. You know, she got those like those vibes flowing. Like this is a sexy, fun time, and then you put that little spell on them, and it's all you need, man. Those Sanderson sisters leave every place like a, in a giant orgy. Clearly, yeah. It left it left your apartment in some pretty like serious situations as well as from what I'm from what I'm understanding. Not for the reasons that you're stating, but you know, I just think Sarah Jessica Parker is a beautiful person and she's a bitch and that does something to my brain and <laughs> something you know, to your brain. It puts a spell Do on I you. go on to Etsy 
Do I go on to Etsy, <laughs> look up stuff, and then just get an erection for no reason whatsoever because I'm looking at jack-o'-lanterns? I don't sure. know. Sure. I don't know. I need to see my therapist Halloween again. Halloween I really do. Um, now, would it surprise you to know Probably. that Hocus Pocus 2 is actually uh, better critically rated than Hocus Pocus 1? What hmm. what do you use to, hmm. to guide that, to judge that? Uh, just uh, there's there's two things. One is the mm-hmm. reviews that came out when Hoc- mm-hmm. like like I said in the beginning, Hocus Pocus when it came out was banned, mm-hmm. right? Critically, sure. and it was also like it was it was like it was financially it was whatever, you know what I mean? Like they didn't it wasn't a um, but they didn't like it wasn't like a huge success. No. So n- nobody really gave it good reviews when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So you have to consider that, like, this thing becomes this cult classic, and it be- gets this following. So the sequel comes out. So mm-hmm. it's like it would make sense to a degree, but it's very ironic. A sequel, which the three of us are on the same page with, uh, that we didn't like so much. Um, well, 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 hold on. Had better. I don't know that I'd say I'd, I I I don't like so much. I I uh, I have in my notes from the night. I was like, "Hold on, where's it?" Whoops! I said, "This is really working on me. I don't mind it at all." And I like Bette Midler's turn at the end of Hope's Focus. I don't too. mind it at Ray all. Reviews. <laughs> That is no, that is because I'm telling you, I was thinking, I was thinking this was going to be because I know how Hocus Pocus one is. So if this is going to be that much worse, this is going to be rough because Hocus Pocus one, the reason it 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 works now is because of the nostalgia, because it is you know what it is. So it's like it didn't work on me early days. Hocus Pocus didn't. I'm not. You know, this is not like I said, a cherished, beloved thing of mine. So I thought I was really not looking forward to it, but I was thoroughly entertained. I I don't want to go watch it over and over again. It's not a classic, but I was like, it's pretty good. The fish out of water stuff works. Um, some of the more modern stuff, I thought that's not that's not too bad. They're they're working it in. Uh, I did. I, the only thing that I might have had an issue with was like having a music beat at the exact same time in two as they had in one feeling so shoehorned and cheapened uh it a little bit mm-hmm. you know and I, I actually don't mind the song uh because i love blondie but it was like that kind of felt a little cheapening of the film but i didn't mind it I, and sometimes i laughed so hard at the mayor like you know um oh what's his Bernie name Hale. the actor yeah he i had i had actual like out loud laughs bias yeah uh, or not Tobias. Uh, no, he's not Tobias Funk. Uh, he, or Fuke. Uh, he's um. Buster. Hey, brother. Buster Bluth. Buster. Yeah. Buster Bluth. Buster Bluth. Buster. I, my my main problem with Hocus Pocus too is that it doesn't look like Hocus Pocus. I think they needed the the that the same design and cinematographer, and like they needed that uh, continuity. Go back to the well. It just doesn't doesn't have. Can't go back to the well. Uh, talk to Kevin Smith about that. Yeah, it's um, worked great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, it has. Uh, it has. Yes, and he's no. making gangbusters with these fucking terrible uh. movies. Anyways, um, the color palette is different. It doesn't look like the same world. That that was my biggest thing. Cause it's like again, like I said, the first Hocus Pocus it just oozes Halloween, and like from the very beginning, it does not look like it's in the same universe. You know, and, and you know, I understand it's very hard to. It's very hard to shoot things now the way you shot them in the 80s or the 70s. You know what I mean? Well, you're missing a key thing. But Kevin Smith would... There, Disney's not what? making it for a 40-year-old man. No. No, exactly. I mean, you're right. They're not, they're, it's yeah. they're making it for... Or a 40... The, there are 30-year-old there are women who like it, and there are, there are 30-year-olds and 20-year-olds who like the original. But yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. They didn't make the original for 40 year old men either. I mean, it was, it was you know at mean? the times. Yeah. It's like you were a kid. kids yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. I mean, and kids of this generation may find Hocus Pocus 2 something that they do share and carry on. And it awakens them to Hocus Pocus 1. And you have a whole new audience that, that takes this thing and runs with it. And, you know, uh, it's like. I'm also not in my 40s, by the way. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh,. <laughs> wow, Chris! No. Like he's a But I mean, like I, I think to your point, I mean, like I, I hear you though, Michelangelo. Yeah, I mean, like it would be a lot more enjoyable for us if it was in the same vein and style as the original. But it's shot like it is. How I mean, I don't watch this stuff, but I've seen like modern Disney teenagery type shit, and it looks like that. You know, I think the mm-hmm, biggest thing mm-hmm, to me mm-hmm. is offensive is just the way it's like that. The way all the corporate shove-ins are more, yeah, on the placating element. Placating to be like... So you're a fan of Walgreens is what you're telling me. Fucking hate Walgreens. There's deleted scenes in the original, and one of them is they go to a grocery store, and they do a bunch of bits. So this is definitely like, hey, remember that, like, funny stuff we had from the other one, but, like, it didn't make sense? I just throw it in. I also thought the anti I also thought the anti-aging was kind of funny. I thought it was like funny. I thought it worked. The bit worked on me. It's a fine. funny bit. It yeah. just didn't like it's, it's a fine bit. I don't want to be you know hate going to fucking Walgreens or CVS. It fucking sucks. And now I'm there. It it's shot. It's shot like I will say this. This is a positive thing about Hocus Pocus too. I felt like I was in a Walgreens. Yeah, it really, yeah, it really does feel <laughs> like you're in a Walgreens. It's a very good point. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it fucking actually done. That job well done. And I did have to check myself out. You know, because I Just paid for it. Corporate overlords yeah. are eliminating manual labor and turning it all over to machines. Overlords. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because the first one wasn't doing that at all. It's not as egregious. Nikes, but it did, it with, Nikes it did it with class. Featured. It did with, Come on. like it did it with one. Did it wonderfully, okay? Okay, and um, uh, uh, the Spielberg manipulates you, but you enjoy the ride. That's what I'm concerned about is enjoying the ride. I'm not saying my word is final, but like I want to. We we've all had a one night stand. Do you enjoy a one night stand that fucking sucks and they're not attentive to you and your needs, or do you enjoy a one night stand? It's like. It was a fucking good time. And had that's to all make it, was, it sexual. Now it's over. You get had to go sexual. I had again. to make it. I did Hocus have to make it sexual. Is just, it just oozes sexuality. Chris, Chris, it does. 
But uh, uh, you can't have Sarah Jessica Parker and something and not have some some scenes going on. Bette Midler, oh man, Bette Midler, she does it for me too. Um, <laughs> she doesn't do it for. I, she's hilarious. She's talented. She's wonderful. Uh, Penny Marshall does it for me. Penny Marshall's great. <laughs> um, Penny Marshall's great. Like, you make a sequel, right? I think successful sequels, they're a continuation of the story. It means like the color palette, like they look like they belong in the story of it. And I'm not going to be crazy here, but Godfather Part 2, right? I'm going to compare Hocus Pocus 1 to Godfather, Godfather, one two. Two, to Godfather one two. reasonable comparison. <laughs> I have to say, though, okay? What? This is a movie sequel that's coming 30 years, 30 years yeah. later. Godfather 2, if it were made yeah. 30 years later, would not look, unfortunately, I'm sorry, would not look like Godfather 1. Look at, you, look at Godfather, you look at Godfather 3. You look at Godfather 3, it works uh, uh, stylistically and visually. It doesn't work necessarily storyline okay. and some casting decisions. Is there anything more uh, typical man than to turn a conversation about Hocus Pocus into Godfather? Godfather. <laughs> yeah. Godfather drinking. Uh, what do you think? So like, Chris, did you, what was your experience like watching Hocus Pocus? He loved it. He thinks it's better than Godfather. He said that. Um, what was your experience, Chris? You know, Chris? Uh, I mean... I watched it with the idea that it was going to be a money run by Disney, that it was going to be kind of hollow and that type of thing. Right. And uh, I didn't know that uh, Tony Hale was going to be in it and Sam, Sam, Sam Richardson. Uh, and so, I mean, like seeing them in it was like, oh shit. Yeah. Like one, I love them. And like, it's like one of those things, like, even if it's going to be like, not great, I'm like, sweet. They got a, you know, a payday. So I went into it with pretty low expectations. You know, what I was met with was something that's like, I thought was fine. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't think it was bad. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was very mm -hmm. good. It was just kind of like, oh, it's not bad. You know, like kind of different. Will I ever watch it again? Meh, probably not. Um, but that, I guess that's kind of how I felt about it. Well, you saw it twice now, right? Ah, you kind of fast forward treated it. You originally saw it. <laughs> I, I okay. kind of buzz clipped it for myself. There you go. Okay. But uh, yeah, you know, and then I was not a fan of a lot of elements of it, but it was fine. I don't know. HP2 is not, I think, as bad as people think. I love the fact you called it HP2. I mean, that's what we call yeah, it. That's what we all call it. HP2. <laughs> HP2. The, the fan site. At the Mickey household. <laughs> we, we call it HP2 here. Uh, HP2 holds up. Uh, no, no, I, I do think that it's not. My like... HP2 levels are all <laughs> fucking charged. Oh, you got to go yeah. see a doctor about that. That's pretty serious. I, Somebody holistic. Ah, well, Anderson yeah. sisters. Well, you're going to. Yeah, yeah. Sarah, she's going to. Yeah, she's going to suck you off. Easy. Whoa. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> What kind God. of medical care do you Easy. receive? What's no, wrong soul. with you? Fuck your soul up. Jesus Christ. Okay. No, actually, I guess you would need to be you would need to be the one that's doing the sucking. Sucking uh her toes? <laughs> yep. No, just start sucking her energy. Because <laughs> so you can stay young and vibrant. Well, you get energy from the toes, I think. Okay. The foot. Um anyway. <laughs> uh <laughs> within the world of Hocus uh -huh. Pocus 2. 
the film Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus exists because there is a very nice two men watching Hocus Pocus mm-hmm. on the television with Gary and Penny Marshall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This film. I want him as my neighbor. Uh, Allie worked with him at one point oh, on yeah? a play, and he was like Lovely. the nicest, most wonderful person. That's awesome. Um, she loved him, and she was very, she was like, to be the kind of person that leaves an impression on someone that strong that when he passed, she was like really set yeah. when it happened. He had special magic that made people connect to him. Um, and she got to like know him and work with him. And, and um, yeah, I was just like surprised by how, how much of an effect. I was like, oh, it made me understand like, oh, you really... He really must be this wonderful person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, we talked, we talked a little bit. We talked about trash on Hocus Pocus too, which I don't like to do on the podcast. I don't like to talk trash. I, like, I, 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 I gave it glowing recommendation. I thought it was really good. That was me. I was, was going to say, me. I didn't really feel like I really me. said to him. Um, yeah, Chris, Chris fine. was like, it was, it was fine. It was good. He's like, Chris, you were too neutral. You might as well have said anything, Chris. Okay. <laughs> Let that sink in. <laughs> the listener can hear your hurtful words. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't like my Edgar Allan Poe post. <laughs> you just keep making yourself sound better and better. <laughs> yep. Um, if you had if you had to pitch mm-hmm. your sequel to Hocus Pocus, what would it be? I'm I'm yeah I'm in the offices of Disney. Here it is. Oh, okay. Mickey, uh, thank you for coming in. We'd like to hear your pitch about the hoax books too. I, for, first of all, thank you for taking the mm-hmm. time. I appreciate. I know. I know your time is very valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got a great, brilliant idea on where we can take the Sanderson sisters. My idea for sequel to Hocus Pocus is a period piece drama prequel directed by the Christopher Nolan. It centers around the ten day trial of the Sanderson sisters in Salem. The lawyer representing them would be played by, of course, Cillian Murphy who um, he would find himself in an awkward love triangle with Sarah, Mary, and Winnie. The prosecutor would be played by Tom Hardy. And he would talk like this the whole Ooh, time. Oh, Bane? He's doing Bane voice? Oh, God, if like this, he'd be Bane. He'd be like this the Sanderson sisters. He's like... Yep, yep, yep. I find you guilty. Uh, and Sir Mark Rylance. <laughs> the rest of the pitch, uh, listen to me. I'm a Hollywood executive. I like that you said Tom Hardy. Yes. like uh-huh. that you said uh-huh. Bane. Right. I want you to give the rest of the pitch as Bane, please. Sure. So the prosecutor would be played by Tom Hardy, and the judge <laughs> would be Sir Mark Rylance, <laughs> and the sisters would all reprise their roles. Think. The Crucible meets Primal Fear. It's your Bane's got a little uh fucking what's his name from Silence yeah. of the Lambs? Would you fuck me? Yeah. I'd fuck yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Little it little up, uh, It puts the lotion yeah. on the skin. It puts the lotion on the skin. Yeah, my my Bane's yeah, my Bane's had like one too many cocktails. He's like, oh, I'm real drunk right now. I'm trying to get it together, okay, Batman. I like that your I like that your Bane gets a little drunk and like fucking like like skins women. Yeah. <laughs> Rush. 
Interesting. Okay, well, that was my pitch. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, we can get this thing going immediately if you just give me the green light. You got it. You got green light Three for me, green Chris. Lights. Ooh, a Jacktober. Three Jacktobers. <laughs> well, he's he, he's including Matthew McConaughey with the green light. Oh, yeah. Ooh, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, no, that. he's going to leave. Does anyone get that <laughs> no, but me? Does it, anyone yeah. get the green, green light? Green light, yeah. Green, green light. My green wife lights. read that book. It's my book, man. Uh, hey, you know, it's just about your wife. Your wife likes she read book? it. Uh, she liked it okay. Um, Chris, so your wife yeah. read it. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's Raelle. I don't know. She's just, watch, she just, just reads stuff. To? Yeah. I don't think she's a huge fan. She okay, just reads okay. whatever comes along. Someone will tell her something's good. She'll read it. She's a big reader. Okay, so someone told her it was good, and she went. I, I, I do appreciate that. Anything else got there? Judging, judging Tim? Yeah, wow. <laughs> it's like, do, do, not, do not let your wife listen to this podcast. <laughs> eh. <laughs> She's this, 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 this isn't in, in anyone's wheelhouse. Didn't you read it? I read it because it was like, my partner stepdad was like, I think you'd really like this book, and let's talk about it. It was during the pandemic, so I read it, so I talked to him about it. I fucking I came I came away after reading that book not liking Matthew McConaughey, and what? I loved him before. This isn't a review of that. You brought it down this road. We're gonna walk through it. Bud. Yeah, you brought it up. I love your pitch. You got you got Matthew McConaughey, Chris, and Michelangelo approval. Okay, mm-hmm. on this, you're you're green lit. Chris, what's your pitch for Hocus Pocus two? Uh, all right. So I've got a handful of ideas here. Um, I'm going to first start off with uh, a short pitch, which would be a Michael Mann procedural uh, <laughs> as a prequel Ooh. for the Sanderson sisters going uh, on trial as uh, through the eyes of a local uh, prosecutor okay. in the yep, 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 trial. Yep. <laughs> so similarities there. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, second one would be uh, an anthology based around the, uh, the idea of uh, the history of where the book comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, be Mick Garris coming Very... back to co-write bridge scenes with the two Daniels, Daniel Kwan, Daniel Scheiner. Ooh, yeah. Uh, in which they are doing like uh, the Sanderson sisters, like you know, the year before the film in 1692 when it starts, uh, when Hocus Pocus starts, and they are uh, old and trying to get young again. Is, and is then one of the executives have... peeing in a bottle? Is one of the Disney like board members peeing in a bottle while we're trying to listen to this? You bitch? Know? <laughs> no. You know, I, I think that's a pee face right there. He's, oh my he's god! himself. <laughs> His shoulders are all hunched over while holding. He's like, Ugh. he's making a very funny face. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. Hold on, <laughs> I'm bladder shy. Good catch, Mickey. Thank we you talk. so much. I appreciate yeah. this. <laughs> listen, listen. We talk about the jugs in the basement. <laughs> So so much, sorry for, inter- hard, sorry for interrupting your pitch. Please continue. Chris. Oh, that was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, this is what you'll experience when you work in Hollywood and you try to pitch some <laughs> care. They're pissing. They're pissing into stuff while you're giving your pitch. Um, but you were saying something about uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's cleavage, right? <laughs> so it's the year. It's the year before. All right, anthology film based around uh, anthology film based around like you know like where the book comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, three sections. Uh, 
the first uh, anthology section would be uh, directed by Hayao Mizaki, Ooh. Uh, an animated tale of uh, in feudal Japan from the 1400s, uh, set in the time of the Shogun, uh, about a young witch, uh, classic Mizaki coming of age kind of story. Second section would be Guillermo del Toro mm. telling a tale of the 1500s Veracruz, Mexico, uh, involving a group of Aztec children uh, avoiding a, uh, a, a Spanish uh, wizard. It mm-hmm. also would, or a war, uh, 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 would also serve as a prequel to Kronos. Yes. Uh, and then a third I section. I love that. Yeah. And then third section uh, would be. Uh, would be a Sam Raimi 1300s uh, European tale that would uh, cross sectional the book with the Necronomicon. Yeah, yes, uh, yes. And it would all full uh, Ash mm-hmm. uh, Campbell uh, joy to me. Yeah. You can definitely tell that uh, the areas, the things that I enjoy and the why I'm bringing this back to you. And I remind you, Disney executives, I have very incriminating photos. Uh, of you so you're gonna have to green light this if you know it's good for you all i'm saying is is you know disney really well we're not into buying movies we're into buying properties and worlds right we see this go. as some world building industry defining stuff i'm i'm 100 percent three jack tobers in on this one uh if my if i don't know what the other board member's gonna say but based on his uh his half listening while peeing into a bottle i i don't think it looks good for you buddy <laughs> Listen, I think it's like too good of an idea, which makes me distrust it. I think maybe if you included like a bust of Edgar Allan Poe, the story, mm-hmm. I could be how about, in what you were talking about. How about, well, how about the fact this is a film and Edgar Allan Poe's stuff never works well in film? We don't have mm. Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, Roger Corman would disagree with you. He made a lot of money off of those. Oh, stories. Roger Corman. Yeah, that's an opinion I value. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Stories, <laughs> Roger Corman's Roger Corman's movies uh, aren't just taking the name of a Poe property and creating something that has nothing to do with that story. They're very yeah accurate description of his work. <laughs> By the way, Mike Flanagan. Has a Netflix series out, The Fall of the House of Usher, I've and I'm very good interested. Things. I've to heard see. good things. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I enjoy them. Uh, no, I'm a, I'm on board. I mean, you have those photos. I don't want anyone to see of mm-hmm. me uh, donating money to organizations, and I can't have that. So, yeah. Um, well, those organizations are all uh, feet fetish uh, organizations. But I don't like calling it charity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you, Michelangelo? What's your great idea? Yeah, what's your huh? great sequel? Let's hear it. Well, it's so a it starts with film Sarah. <laughs> about Sanderson films, about the Sanderson sisters. Um, oh, called- my, 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 I, got a few, I got a few ideas. Um, uh-huh. Some of them will line up with what you guys have said. Um, I say bring on Seth MacFarlane to work with Mick Garris to nice. Um either create a sequel or create a spiritual reboot of the original idea. Um, I think Seth MacFarlane has those uh, musical inclinations like Kenny Ortega has. And I trust that he would honor like the uh, sort of atmosphere of the first film. Mm-hmm. Um, my like- second idea involves Gear de Toro. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and he yeah. writes and directs a reimagining of the original story, perhaps something closer to what Garris wrote. Um, and then my third idea is a Cinemax late night miniseries that explores the sexual triangle between Billy the Butcher and Aaron. Oh, yeah. Like very, very, very lots of thrusting. Mm-hmm. Lots of thrusting. <laughs> lots of broomsticks. Um, lots of broomsticks. Uh-huh. Lots of broomsticks. Sexually suggestive things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my fourth idea is an HBO series that explores the Sanderson sisters in the 1600s, but also lots of sex. But because it's HBO, they hang dong at, at HBO. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Lots, lots of dongs. Hey, they don't, oh, they don't call okay. him Charles Rocket for nothing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, oh, yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah. That ain't a, that ain't a missile. It's a whole <laughs> rocket. rocket. Yeah, it's the whole thing. <laughs> this Disney family film. We read this uh, movie too. Who comes into the video store now, Chris? I know you. You're not a regular employee at the video store, but if you were, mm-hmm. and we didn't constantly leave you in charge so that we could go down in the basement and watch films, or go mm-hmm. for a walk, or go to the bar across the street, or mm-hmm. go get Chinese food, or just leave you alone for long periods of time. You guys work like maybe twenty minutes a day. Oh, that's that's actually being kind. Hey, that's like Tim Ferriss. Twenty <laughs> minute work day or something. Yeah, like I don't want right? to be I don't want to be that's efficiency. Yeah, I was about to say that's efficiency. efficiency. Don't punish me or make fun of me for being efficient with my with my work life. You You're know? right. And also it's like it's don't make fun of Mickey. Yeah, it's a work life balance. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I don't work to live, buddy. All right, wait, wait. I don't live to you work. You live to work. <laughs> God damn it! Damn it! Just for... yes, uh, I got your ass. No. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. <laughs> oh, Bane got old, huh? Yeah, Bane got, got old. old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. So yeah, who are we recommending? I mean, I would say this is a film that plays well for your your classic, you know, I think you're those children that are coming to a certain age in those late single digits into those mm-hmm, early mm-hmm. double digits, yeah. approaching approaching puberty, but not quite there. I think this is a film mm-hmm. that just plays well for yeah. that, you know, and then also too, I think it plays obviously well for people our age, yeah. you know, again, that, uh, again, that, oh yeah, I saw that mm-hmm. years ago, that type of not us weirdos who put on the background every year, yeah. but like you know, people that don't see this every other year, that type of thing. I think that's the logical audience for mm-hmm. this film. That's a thinking fan right there. That's a thinking. Yeah. You want to, Oh, do you want to make it? You and I, uh, hocus pocus too. uh, even more focus. Yeah. Even more focus. Yeah. Twice, <laughs> twice the amount of even focus. More focus. <laughs> twice the amount of focus. Yeah. I'm Let's good. Get on I'm recommending this to uh, lonely 40-year-old males. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to very well with Michelangelo. It, 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 it just it hits. It hits. That's how it really hits for. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I second everything Chris says, actually. The, spot on. I'm with you. Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Are you uh, like a like a badass middle school girl who wants to eat up a sweet, sweet middle boy who maybe plays with his action figures still? Oh, like, boy. I recommend this movie to you. Are you a dickhead on the bus 
who doesn't think the Power Rangers are cool, <laughs> I recommend this movie to you. Can we can we do like a GoFundMe <laughs> for you to get we your gotta therapist? Get him therapy, guys. We gotta get this guy into therapy soon. <laughs> Listen, join our Patreon. It'll help us. Are <laughs> you? Are you? Are you apparently supposed to be a best friend? But we get presented the most magnificent bust of Errol and Poe that ever been crafted by Michaels. By Michaels. You say, what else does it do? I think Hocus Pocus yeah. is for yeah. you. Are you a really great father who has an amazing son and um, who's not going to get murdered by me and his wife? And they're gonna go on a cruise later. I recommend that to you as your last film. Man, what a okay. weird episode! <laughs> what a weird. Yeah. I apologize to listen. This is our second recording of this. We said earlier, Mickey, do something with the editing. That's interesting. Please try to make it work. Yeah. Okay, it's time for the cider donut. It's time yeah, for the baker's it, it, dozen baker's cider dice. Oh yeah, we're gonna, the baker's dozen. We're gonna put on hocus pocus stove. <laughs> and we'll be back for one more special very Halloween staffing episode. We're going to do some some interviews. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.